Hello and God bless you today from Carlsbad, New Mexico. You are listening to a broadcast of New Song Christian Fellowship. We hope you enjoy the message today, and we'd love to hear from you. If anything in this message has touched you, you have a prayer request, or just want to reach out, you can connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash New Song Carlsbad NM. You can also mail us at Post Office Box 761, Carlsbad, New Mexico, zip code 88221. Please enjoy this message and have a very blessed day. Verse 8, Genesis 8, verse 8. I want to talk to you this morning about Noah and the ark. And predominantly, I want to talk to you about that dove that got involved. They were, they were uh, in the ark for quite some time. It had never rained on this planet. And when the flood happened, it just poured from the sky, but it also, the ground broke open, and groundwater just poured out all over the planet. The planet was totally flooded. And here we've got this man named Noah, who is, I guess, him and his family, they're only believers. God told him to build a boat, buy a boat. And he spent a long time, uh, you know, when Noah died, he was 950 years old. Back then, they lived a little longer than we do. He, uh, this is a sad report, but he preached in that, that little town where he lived for 120 years, and he had zero converts, no converts. Can you imagine that? No converts. There's a lot of symbolism in this story. Noah is a, is a symbol for God, and the dove, we're going to talk about in a few minutes, is a, a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Noah is the comforter. He brings comfort. That's what God does, rest and relief. The dove, the Holy Spirit, brings reconciliation and peace. He was instructed to go out and get male and female of all the animals, put them into boats, and here came the water. It was uh, pretty unbelievable. God put, after it was over, God put a rainbow in the sky and said, by this by this sign, you'll know that I will never do that again. Let's look at this scripture. Uh, Genesis 8, verse 8. Then he sent forth a dove to see if the waters had decreased from the surface of the ground. But the, the dove found no resting place on which to roost. And she returned to him to the ark. For the waters were yet on the face of the whole land. So he put forth his hand and drew her to him into the ark. He waited another seven days and again sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening. And lo, in her mouth was a newly sprouted and fresh, freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the land. Then he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove. 
but she did not return to him anymore. In the year 601 of Noah's life, on the first day of the first month, the waters were drying from off the land, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the surface of the ground was dry. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. We pray uh, this morning that you would reveal to us what you want us to know. In Jesus' name. A few days ago in our backyard, we've got a lot of doves in our yard for some reason, but Liz was looking out the door, and there, there on the ground, picking up seeds, was a white, pure white dove. And we've seen, uh, I don't know if it's the same dove or not, but we've seen that in our yard a couple of other times. Uh, the next day I was out <coughs> in the yard doing something, and that same dove flew over me, flew over the house, and I wasn't paying any attention. It's, it's unusual to see a pure white dove. And when I was in uh, Israel, uh, I've been there five times, but one of the times I was there, I went down to the Wailing Wall. And there were two or three white doves roosting on the wall itself. And they were just beautiful. And I couldn't help but think, God's speaking. He's trying to say something. And I want to find out what God's saying through that dove. Now I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 4 very quickly, verse 30. How many of you know that God can be grieved? He grieves over you, but... He ha he's not a, a statue. He's not made out of uh, plastic. He has a heart, and he can be grieved. Ephesians 4.30, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and grieving in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Make it a clean break with all cutting and backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive, forgive one another as quickly and, and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. There's another place where Jesus said, if you won't forgive those who have hurt you, I won't forgive you. I remember the first time I read that, I just shook and, and it just really bothered me. There were a couple of people in my life that I needed to forgive and hadn't bothered. How many of you know somebody in your life that you might need to forgive? Anybody? Don't want to admit it. Uh, gossip and backbiting scares the dove away. The dove is the symbol of the Holy Spirit. When when you went to the altar and knelt there, or maybe wherever it was that you gave your life to Jesus, you repented of your sins, and you asked Jesus to come into your heart and be your Savior. And God sent the third part of the Trinity, and he came into your body. And he dwells inside of you. You are his house. He didn't come empty-handed. He came bearing gifts. It's the dove. And the dove can be grieved. Be, be sure you're aware of that. The, the dove can be grieved. Steer away from gossip, backbiting. One of the seven uh, things that God hates, the Bible said, is sowing discord among the brethren. You've got to be real careful. You don't get involved in that kind of thing. The Holy Spirit is not an it or a force. He's a he, and he loves you very much, and he comes inside of you to help you live the Christian life that's not easy sometimes. 
not easy sometimes. God knows what you need. God wants to give you what you need, not necessarily what you want, but what you need. Thank you, Jesus. It, it has taken me a long time to realize what this teaching called the Trinity is. We only serve one God. And by the way, that's one of the reasons that a lot of the religions in the world today don't like Christians. They don't like you. A lot of Jews don't like you. Muslims don't like you. And all for the same reason. They think we're worshiping three gods. But we actually worship one God who manifests himself three ways. He's the Father, and he's the Son, and he's the Holy Spirit. Keep that in your mind. He is a, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that we have a God who's a God of love. I remember watching uh, the news it's been a year or so ago, and these uh, people were, one of those religions I mentioned, were, they had brought about 30 men out on a beach. They had their hands tied behind them, and each man had a, another man holding them, and they made them kneel down in the sand, and they cut their throats, every one of them, thinking that that's doing God a favor, that that's what God wants. Aren't you glad you serve a God who wants you to be loved and forgiven and taken care of? I'm glad that we have that kind of God. It's the only only religion I know of that has that kind of God, and it's definitely the only religion I know of that where God, that God died for you on the cross. He died for you. He's not just a force. He's a person. He's, he can be grieved. He's got a heart, and he loves you. He's, he is omniscient. That means he knows everything. He's omnipotent. That means he's all-powerful. This God that we serve is so amazing. He can do anything. He's the only entity that has the ability to see into the future. Satan does not have that ability. God can look into your future, and he knows what's happening in your life and what's going to happen 20 years from now. And the Holy Spirit is a moving person. He moves on God's behalf. He moves inside of you. Thank you, my God. He moves and he hovers over you. He's an action person. Oh, Jesus, help us. Let's pray just again, please. times, confusing times. Our, our own country is at odds. Part of it's political, part of it's racial, part of it's whatever. And these are things that God prophesied in the Bible that were going to happen. And we're seeing it with our own eyes happen. Jesus is coming. He's coming. I've got to ask you, are you ready for him to be here?
Are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. You know, I think about Noah once in a while. Put his family in that boat, trusting that God knew what he was doing when he told him to build it. Probably didn't even know what a boat was. He filled it with animals. He pulled down the, the whatever windows there were, and he locked them in place, and, and it had a roof over it, and he locked that in place. And the waters came. And then there was that dove. Most uh, scholars today believe that, that when Noah landed, that ark was on Mount Ararat in, Ararat in uh, Turkey. Uh, people claim that they found it. I don't know if anybody's found it yet. But in order to discover if the water was abating, I guess the rain had stopped, he took this white dove and he let it go out, out one of the windows. First time it comes back. Second time he lets it happen, he comes back with a, uh, an olive twig or a piece of a branch in his mouth. So he's getting a clue. It's clearing up. That's what the dove wants to do in your life, clear up things that you're struggling with. That dove. That dove. I'm struggling a little bit here, uh, so you pray for me. there's the devil. Satan wants to take what God hates, which is sin, and he wants to put, put it in what God loves, which is you. Satan wants to take what God hates, which is sin, and he wants to put it inside what God loves, which is you. He's a real entity, one of the, probably the most beautiful uh, creature God ever made. He was an angel. He was an archangel. He was second in command. It wasn't good enough for him. Pride and arrogance consumed him. He's still doing these things today. He wants to lead you away from the safety and the love of God, and he wants to foul up your whole life. Why does he want to do that? He can read. He knows where he's going. He knows where he's going to go to be punished. He wants you to go with him. He doesn't want to go alone. I think I told you when I was at the Alta Vista, uh, grew up here, and uh, they still paddle back then. Remember that? <laughs> and uh, I remember being in a, a class, and the, the, I forget the guy's name, Jimmy something, but he was a golfer. And boy, he knew how to swing. <laughs> and I, I don't know what I did. I guess I was talking or something uh, to the, and this other kid, and he said, well, both of you come with me. And he took us out in the hall, and it's like a, those halls were like caverns. You could hear any noise echoing. And man, we got three SWATs each. How many of you ever been to SWATers? Yeah, yeah. Three SWATs each. Pow! Pow! And it's just echoing up and down the halls. And everybody in the entire building heard it. And during the lunch hour, they're all, who, who got it? Who got it? Well, I got it. I still feel it. <laughs> 
You know, your, your battle with the enemy starts at a very early age. You're actually born with sin. And the only person ever born without sin was Jesus. And, and I've told you many times there, there was a reason for that. He was going to die for the whole world. And whoever died for the world to sh- and shed his blood had to be sinless or it would not be a sacrifice that would work. I think about Jesus in the, in the garden before his death. He told his disciples, can you wait here and pray for an hour? I'm going to go over here. And see, he had two natures. I spoke on this last week. He had a human nature and a divine nature. When he got over by those olive trees, his humanity came out. And he kind of lost it. He said, Lord, Father, is there, isn't there another way we could do this? But he quickly added, but nevertheless, not, not what I will, but what you will. That was his humanity side. And the divine side of him, as he was on the cross, looking down at all these gawkers and people that were staring at him. Some of them were probably spitting at him, throwing rocks. Who knows what they were doing? He, he looked up into the heavens and he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Could you forgive someone who was killing you? It's the dove. When I gave my life to the Lord, things began to radically change. I found myself desiring more and more of this great God, still do today, still reading four or five books a week and just just seeking after the Lord. Never can get enough. He's coming. Are you ready? you sing that song with me again that we sang think about his love think about his goodness think about his grace that brought us through for as high as the heavens above so great is the measure of our father's love Great is the measure of our Father's love. The Holy Spirit inside of you makes the devil tremble. The real truth is, unless he has convinced you otherwise, you have absolute authority over over Satan today, now. You can tell him to leave, and he has to leave. And when you speak to him, you speak to him according to the blood of Jesus. He hates that. When he hears that phrase, he just crumbles. I want you to look at Romans chapter 8 very quickly, verse 26. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps 
uh, in our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That Spirit inside of you is praying for you constantly. And then we have Jesus sitting on a throne next to the Father. And every time, you, listen, I don't know if you're aware of this, every time you sin, Jesus turns to the Father and says, Father, don't, don't hold that on their account, put that on my account. This, this act of forgiveness from God is a continual thing. It never stops. You're being forgiven minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. You're walking in a continual state of forgiveness. It's the dove. It's the dove. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit hovers over you like that dove. He's the only one who knows what's wrong with you. Everybody else in your life will leave you, but God won't. He'll stay right with you. And he'll stay with you until you give birth. God wants all of you to give birth, not just you ladies. I'm talking about giving birth to a spiritual gift that you're going to give someone. Uh, developing the, the courage to speak to people about the gospel and the cross, to, to, to reach them for Jesus, to bring them to the Lord, to pray for them so that they might be healed. That's the dove. One of the things I learned after I, I came to the Lord was that God wanted to give me some gifts. There are nine gifts of the Spirit listed in the Bible. And I guess the first one that I ever uh, was used in was pro a prophetic word. What you heard today earlier was a word in uh, tongues, and it was interpreted. That's also, those are two more of the gifts of the Spirit. But these gifts are powerful. The gift of discernment, the, the word of knowledge. Knowledge is so powerful. That is the ability to know things you couldn't in any way know in, of your own intellect. It, it comes straight from, from the throne room of God. There are people out there right now in this church that are in desperate need of a word, and you may have that word that they need. What is that, John? going blind <laughs> it's a little small thank you Jesus let me ask you another question why do you go to church I mean you go to get an award or are you here because you want to get a breakthrough that's what you need. You need a breakthrough. Do you want a trophy or do you want a healing? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
was talking just for a minute about Noah again. He, he needed a sign, and that dove was what he chose to bring that sign back to him. Right now, listen to me, let's, let's take that dove out of the ark and place him here. Right now, God has sent that dove out, and he's looking for a place to land. He wants to land on you. He wants you to hear the voice of God through him. And let me ask you, do you want that dove to rest on you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I don't know why I'm struggling so much with this message, but If you, uh, I'm going to let you go early, but I just I'm going to have to obey God. If you're here and you need a word from God, I want you to come up and line, line up across this, these two pieces of carpet. If you need a healing, I need you to come right now. Come quickly. I need a couple of men to come and stand behind everybody. I should have done this to start with, and I was struggling. So now I'm going to obey God. Father, I pray for Jaime in Jesus' mighty name. We command healing into his entire body from top to bottom. And now in his mind, may the joy of the Lord flood over him right now. May the peace of the Holy Spirit flood over him right now. Lord, may the dove land upon him right now and speak to him. The Lord wants me to tell you that he loves you. And no matter what you've done in your life, it wasn't so bad that it would forever separate you from God. Do you hear me? God has a plan for your life, and he wants you to get in it. He wants you to find out what it is that he's called you to do and get in the middle of it. Can you do that? Amen. That, are you the one that came with those, all that, your family back there? No? Oh, okay. You, you listen to me. I feel good about this. I think God's got something wonderful for you. What else? Lord, once again, I pray for Donnie. And I pray for this sweet lady here. It's good to have her. And Father, that's her twin brother. And the Lord says, he, he does know me. And he, he listen to me, he wants you to release him into God's care. 
and God's going to give you a great amount of peace. I don't know what he's going to do, but right now I agree with you in prayer for his healing. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I pray for you also that you will have the desires of your heart met. And whatever needs you have, why are you shaking your head and leave it like this? Up and down. I'm glad to hear that. Well, we got things that you can do around here. Talk to this lady you're, that's hugging you right there. Pray, Lord, that you will just provide for her finances and continue to bless her marriage and her husband. Father, just bless her in Jesus' precious, mighty name. Let her feel your presence right now. Margie, you're a blessing to a lot of people. I get reports about you every day. Father, we just ask you to bless her for her continued ministry to people. She has a special way about herself that causes people to relax and feel the presence of God. You're doing a good job. You keep doing it. Amen. All right. You're lucky that you're with the Lord now because he's he's the God of direction. Everybody believe that? Reach your hands out toward this man. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for him for direction. And I'm asking, Lord, that you'll slow down life so that he can enjoy it, so that he can feel your presence, so that he can learn from you. As he seeks you, and you've got to seek him, you've got to seek him. And if you seek him, he'll fill you up. I can guarantee it. Father, bless him in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. back, my back too. Father, in Jesus' name, heal him. Upper back, lower back. All the way. Thank you, Jesus. Iris has been with Liz and me for, what, 30 years? She lost her husband, Don, recently. He was a, he was a, a rock in this church. And she's struggling. She's got 
with some health issues that are serious. And can you pray and believe with us now for her healing? Uh, the Lord, the Lord says, uh, I am pleased with you. Because no matter what you've gone through, you have continued to put me first. You have. And I am pleased with you. And I'm going to bless you. Father, we speak healing for her in Jesus' name. For her bones, her entire body, top to bottom. And Lord, just restore her joy for her right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. We love you. We tried to quit loving you, but it didn't work. She's uh, she needs energy. How many of y'all experienced that? I guess does it come with age? <laughs> but you're young. Let me grab. Yeah. Yeah. Father, I just lift up Brenda to you, and I ask you, Lord, to to heal her. Lord. Uh, Give her strength, energy, more energy than she needs. Help her to, to laugh again and, and be joyful. And, and Lord, just uh, take away any concern or fear she might have and let her know that you love her and that you are beside her and you're going to stay beside her and you're going to uh, do things in her life that she never even dreamed of. And I pray for her husband, too, for his health and healing. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, bless her now in Jesus' name. Jesus, wonderful name. Thank you, Jesus. Take a deep breath. Hmm. All right. Is anybody else? Thank you, Father. You need anything? Satan's the author of confusion. And I think that in this church, several people are, are have that confusion, and you all need to know that's from Satan. He's the father of lies. Yeah. And he's the accuser of the brethren. But this spirit of confusion was in this church this morning, and I just want to, right now, in Jesus' name, take authority over it. All minds that are confused that are believers, Satan, you stop it right now in the yes. name of yes. Jesus. I plead the blood right now in the name of Jesus. You have to go. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, Holy Spirit, clear up their minds right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Confusion, you have to go. You've been commanded to go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, brother. That's what I needed. Turn the lights back on. I'm going to let you go. I want you all to know how much we love you. This has been a really rough couple of years. Uh, I don't know if you noticed last Sunday, James McCormick was sitting in the back. 
Some of you may not know him, but he's been in the ministry for 60 years. His uh, brother, who had, was a pastor of a church in Artesia, and his brother's wife both got COVID, and they both died uh, within what, about, huh? And so, uh, please remember him. I know that's devastating for him. And uh, I just appreciate all of you, and I love you. And we're, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. So, just keep that in mind. I'm still waiting on the Lord. <laughs> Pee-wee, have you ridden that motorcycle yet? Have you... No motorcycle yet? Can't? Okay. I'm going to let you go. Let's pray. And forgive me th this morning uh, with my struggle. That's, uh, I don't know if that's ever happened to me before. But uh, I'm just going to trust God that something was said or done today that blessed every one of you. Father, thank you. Thank you for the great music we had. Thank you, Lord, for our guests. Thank you for being with us. Father, as we go today, help us to feel your presence. And I appreciate what Scott said. We bind confusion and cast it out. And Lord, we just, we just want you. We just want you. Keep us safe as we go now in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Please greet our guests over here, and I love you, and, huh? This has been a broadcast of New Song Christian Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today. If you wish to partner with us and support this ministry, you can give online at newsongcarlsbad.churchcenter.com forward slash giving. Your gift is tax deductible. Please share this broadcast with your friends and neighbors and help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ all across the globe. May the Lord richly bless you.